Then comes madness. Gone. No sneeze guard on the salad bar. Kirk. <laughs> madness. That's madness. Converting earthy language into thrust. As you kneel before Azawa, Legend of Zelda's turned to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like comics. Spoiler alert. You're listening to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 16, Episode 20, Chocolate Butt Stuff. Recorded March 22nd, 2016. This episode, Kevin, Troy, David, Mike, Megan, Mark, Zombie Ben, and our guests, Scott, Brittany, and Robert, are all recorded by Mark Lutz at the Bungalow Alehouse in Woodbridge, Virginia. Topics include Chocolate Butt Stuff, Comics, TV, Video Games, Daredevil Season 2, Gotham, Flash, Arrow, Batman vs. Superman, Marvel Movies, The Current State of Geekdom, and Everything Geek Pop Culture. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Here is Episode 20. Hello again, and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 16, Episode 20. I'm your host, Kevin Goswan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, Troy David Phillips. Hey! And our other co-host... Mike Lunsford. It's springtime, bitches. Uh, Language. Going around the table, we've got Zombie Ben. Sup, minions. And we've got Megan Tavanelair. Hey, bitches. Language. And and we've got Scotty. Hi. And we've got Mark Lutz. Hey, everybody. And we've got Robert. He's not saying anything. That was the sexy, sultry tones of Robert. <laughs> good job, good job. And we've got and we've got Brittany back again. Hello. All right. So that's who we've got. It's a, it's a big. It's a table full. You've got a table full. Are you? Do you? Do you? Do your ears feel full, listeners? Uh, I I would hope so. You had to make it weird. Are they crammed full of gooey stuff? And oh, I have a funny story about that. <laughs> but it's not for now. Oral. Oral sex. Sex with the ear. I see what you did there. Yeah. You heard it first. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll put it right in your ear holes, all oh. nice and <laughs> We'll make sure no spiders get in there after they're clogged up. No spiders. No. No, the the spiders will be prevented. <laughs> the 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 Star Trek, the worm thing. Oh, oh, the steady eels, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The young come through the ear. <laughs> they wrap themselves around the cerebral cortex. Makes you suggestible to suggestion. Gone. Then out. So. <laughs> oh, my last day it ended with people dropping things in my ear. I don't know. Set your faces to stunned. Oh. <laughs> Grinder is not an app for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I found that out recently. I found that out recently. It was it was a little bit of a shocker. I thought, oh, that's for coffee dates, right? No, it turns out it wasn't. And my ear holes would never be the same again. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say shocker? I'll give you the never mind. The shocker? <laughs> the spocker? <laughs> the spocker. <laughs> That's a that's a good morning. 
And, and since this is the, the audio ball. cast, no one can actually see us the all Hulker. sitting around making gang signs. <laughs> you got you to gotta give her the mic. Because oh, I'm sorry. I, I just said that mic, I was fine Megan. with the, the bowling ball thing because then you go in and then you hit the spot. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Megan. Uh, <laughs> Very descriptive. And blah, 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 by the way, Scotty's going down on the term. Blah, blah, blah. I also on the mic like a circus Kevin seal on this podcast. I would not lick the microphone. I appreciate Again. that. <laughs> so so this past week in in the world of geek pop culture, we've had we've had a, a, a really good week. You know, we've got we, we've got uh, good new episodes of uh, a lot of my favorite shows. And as well as fucking Daredevil season two, I, th- I think you know they were gonna call it fucking Daredevil, but instead they called it Marvel's Daredevil. I well, don't know why. <laughs> well, the, there was a so Mike. A what have you thought problem. about it so far? I gotta say, like, there have been a lot of online reviews about season two, kind of panning it, saying, "Oh, well, it didn't live up to uh, seasons one's expectations." I don't know what crack they're smoking, but season two has been fucking fantastic. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, and and Bernthal. Uh, burger with egg? Not me. There, there was. I would also take this moment Anybody to point out. With no. Nope. Turnpike was not. I guess. Uh, no. No. I had one without. I. We're having food malfunctions, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're distracted from Daredevil for just a moment as we figure out our burger orders here. Um, John Bernthal is, I think, and this is. I loved Thomas Jane as the Punisher, but John Bernthal is fucking amazing as the Punisher. He does a hell of a job. Now, I, you know, I definitely would have wanted to see Thomas Jane, but uh, yeah. Brenthal kills it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I still love Thomas Jane as, as the Punisher. When he did that um, Dirty Laundry short, I thought we were going to see him again as the Punisher. Yeah. But Brenthal does a, a fantastic job. That scene, there's two scenes in particular where Daredevil's up on, oh, spoiler alerts, by the way, Daredevil is up on the roof chained to a chimney. And God, the two of them. Spoilers. Two and the two of them just go back and forth, essentially like like an episode and a half. Yeah, ex- I mean it was yeah, it was amazing. But like they they basically just like lecture each other, and it's not fucking boring. And then he gives that speech when they're in the cemetery, where you just like you almost shed a tear for the Punisher. You feel you feel bad for Thomas Jane or not Thomas Jane. You feel bad for uh, Frank Castle, essentially like murdering people. But it was fa- it was fantastic. Um, Electra's a little annoying. I, I, I kind of want to punch her in the face. I think you're supposed to. Yeah, that's true. She is, yeah, and she's like that in the comics, too. She's just kind of like rich bitch, and you just like, I, uh, no. No. Like, you, you you never really, there, there are some stories of Elektra where you like her. Like, you like her in original Frank Miller, Daredevil. You like her in, in Elektra Assassin because she, you see her at, I mean, that that's my favorite appearance of, of Elektra, personally. Um but uh, when you get into you know Ultimate Daredevil and Electra, which is basically what this is taken from, um, you know she is annoying as fuck. And, and frankly, she's been she's been written that way in in regular Marvel six one six universe several times as well, where she oh, is just super irritating. Well, she is French. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Greek. Gotta, she's Greek. My least least favorite country. It's the first time I've heard her say her name, Electra Nachos, and not have it sound like Electric Nachos. Like when Jennifer Garner played the role, and thank you for not choosing a fucking white girl to play a Greek girl. But that girl does not look Greek to me. She looks like she some like, yeah, she looks kind of like an Indonesian sort of uh, look. I mean, I don't know what what uh, ethnicity she actually is. I, I looked her up. She's part Cambodian, part French. 
and has been practicing karate for over 10 years. Cambodian and French. All right, then. Maybe, just maybe, all of this is a kind of a throwback to Psylocke. Remember how Psylocke was British and white, and then all of a sudden they were like, no, nah, she's an agent and a ninja. Like, that was so yeah, weird. Uh, Mike, did you miss the part where she went through the Siege Perilous and got her life completely altered? Yeah, it's this called the Siege Perilous, not the, uh, the, 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 the ethnicity Perilous. I'm turning oh. Japanese, I'm turning Japanese, I really think so. Like, it real like real quick, um, the reason that it was not called fucking Daredevil is that there were mixtures of Pornhub results, and that just caused massive confusion on Google. Uh, fucking Daredevil? Yeah, they, they couldn't call it fucking Daredevil because it caused problems with Google search results. Yeah, that... And then Pornhub the came up. want to fuck Charlie Cox. Like, they're all... Just Pornhub came up. They all want up. Charlie's cock. Ah, <laughs> uh, jokes. You got him. Hashtag dick jokes. Yeah. Disability porn. So, uh, Kevin. Yes, sir. Since you just brought all your comics back from a faraway land. Faraway land, <coughs> Missouri. So, uh, Missouri. Missouri. And the state of Missouri is why there were only 49 stars on my flag. Because I'm joking. I'm joking. You really hate Missouri? <laughs> I left off Mississippi. <laughs> Everyone has a state they don't like very much. Missouri is fine, actually. I mean, at least in St. Louis area. Is, is, there's, there's a lot to be said for St. Louis. Actually, I just don't want to keep living there. The real reason that my flag I just, only if I were to If I were to, to, to stay there, I would not want to keep living is what I'm saying. Oh, well. So the only reason that... the show me state because show me the fuck out of here. Is what show me the fucking door. <laughs> I, I, I just combine North and South Dakota back into one state because I don't see why we need two Dakotas. Well, we don't need... Well, same with, you know... I always forget e e South Dakota. East and West uh, uh, I never forget Germany, it. I mean Virginia. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, you're treading dangerous ground there, young man. Well, it's tra dangerous ground is you being a black man here, sir. <laughs> Wait, what? We're in, the, we're, we're, we're in the South, you know. Megan is going to defend how... No, I'm not defending. The we are not in the South. This is wait, Northern wait, wait. Virginia. Are we see ourselves as a different entity from Southern Virginia. That's that, now, see, that's where that's where it should, I, no, 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 that's no, no. Where it should cut off. I we are actually in the South, but Northern Virginia people tend to view yeah, themselves that, as being it, different it, it from... It should cut off yeah. or somewhere around Fredericksburg and then yeah. uh, you know beyond the rest Granted, of it. I is. have family all over, West Virginia, South Virginia... So Nova, Maryland. Trust me, yeah. I know what all the like different I, thought processes are. I grew, are, up, and I grew just, up in Northern Virginia, <laughs> and I can attest to this. I moved to Roanoke to take a job like six, seven years ago, and while I was down there, it's a completely different place. It's a completely oh, yeah. different state. It was the first time that I actually felt like I was in Virginia because Northern Virginia is like this weird mixing pot, like amalgam of a bunch of fucking people from everywhere else, but no one's from here. Which is why I love but, it. Well, that's not true. We have lots of people so, who are he from here, but they just don't know the difference because they are literally from Northern Virginia and not Southern Virginia, so yeah. they think that it's fine. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> the, the, my original question was well, going to be... Yes, so I got a bunch of comics. So, uh, what Electra series comics did you bring back with you? Do you have any like the Electra Limited series, the Electra sure. Ongoing series? Yeah, yeah. I've are, are, are you all ready to like get nosedive back into all that stuff? What I would read, the, the Electra that I would read again and again and again and again is... Uh, not really. I mean, I could read that again, but not forever. Well, let, let, let him... Let him is, finish the sentence. Is Frank Miller and uh, Bill Sienkiewicz Electra Assassin. Assassin. It's, my, it's one of my favorite series of all time, and I can read it over and over. I mean, 
every panel is a fucking beautiful work of art. And, now, did and, you, and, and did you tells it an important part of the story. Did you get the uh, the Electra appearances in the Wolverine series, or you know any any of her stuff from the '90s after her return to life? Yeah. D- did you like those? Sometimes, sometimes yes, and sometimes no. I mean, it really depended on you know it it, it depended uh, greatly. I mean, her the way she was treated uh, varied quite a bit. You know, when she was no longer. A just a daredevil uh, side character. Then sometimes you would get a creative team that would treat her one way, and sometimes you could get a, a creative team that would tr- uh, treat her completely differently. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Lunsford eating with silverware. Oh, uh, well, you can't make see you it, feel but fancy. I, I mean, his, his <laughs> wife's trained him well. Yeah, potato, yeah. Just, That's what you're supposed fancy. to do. Eating a tomato with a knife and fork, you don't just pick them off the vine and just eat them? That's a Southern Virginia thing. That's a Southern Virginia thing. <laughs> no, I prefer my my tomatoes mashed a lot with lots of sugar and made into ketchup. How about this salsa stuff I've got here? Uh, All right. Mm. Hey, uh, let yes. me ask you something real quick. Yes. How far can we go into the Daredevil storyline without going... Spoilers or anything of that nature. We actually, we say at the beginning of this podcast, we say spoiler alert. So, if you're listening to this shit and you haven't watched Daredevil and you don't want to hear about it, this would be the time for you to, I don't know, go take a dump, go get a soda, a beer, something like that. Like, just Let's don't listen to this far. part. But I, I, I'm going to yes, say can, this, can uh, you can you can you say spoilers? Yes. So those of you who don't want to get spoiled on Daredevil, why don't you skip about ten minutes ahead? Okay, right. ready? Go. No, no, it's, it's a question, really, more than anything, and I'm going to keep it very vague so people that are worried about spoiling and things like that. Um, the clay pot is featured very middle to early um, that the hand carries around with them and, yeah. spoilers, I guess, pumps blood into it. Yeah. Okay, that's, an, that's an early enough, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming. Now, somebody gets put into that pot at yeah. the end of the, the, the episode. Right. Beforehand, they are still pumping blood into it. Why? That's what I'm asking. I Do you think there's somebody that died previously to bring them back? Because obviously we all know the hand It could be just randos. They're just like, all right, next guy. All right, next guy. Because, you know, you know, whether it's Frank Castle or Daredevil kicking them off a roof or whatever happens to them, you know, they've, they've got hand ninjas that are dying. All right, I'll accept that. Okay. You know, actually, this, is, this wasn't spoiled because the Beatles did a song years ago called All You Need Is Blood. <laughs> all you need is blood. Blood is all you need. Nothing? Okay. I, I, got, I, I, I want to say, you know, with uh, just overall with, with, with Daredevil. What? Pardon. <coughs> I was just, Troy's getting all choked up about Daredevil. He, he really is emotional about Daredevil. Uh, sorry, had, had a little bit of food there. We're Uncharacteristically, we are eating and podcasting simultaneously. Normally we do one first and then the other. But... Uh, this time we're all discombobulated. We're, we're all disc- over the page here. Well, you know, I just figured, hey, you know, we're we could, hungry. We could, we could go at a at a normal uh, uh, at a normal time rather than you right, know, right. getting all tired and then going home and then and then so, doing this. Yeah. So so now what what do you guys think? Daredevil. This is season two of Daredevil. Yeah. We have this before we had the Luke Cage series, yep. the Iron Fist series, yep. the Defenders series. Yep. And obviously, 
because Daredevil was much more successful than anyone could have anticipated, I think we, the fans, were led to believe that we were going to have our four characters brought together into the Defenders series, and then we were going to get our, well, it was going to be Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, and then the Defenders. That was the order that we were promised. Well, here we are, Daredevil's on season two. We're just getting started with Iron Fist in terms of the production end. Luke Cage is next, though. Now, Luke Cage is next, though. Well, now, yes, and we have, we already cast our Luke Cage, and he's already made his appearances in Jessica Jones. He's amazing. Um, by the way, yeah. speaking of these movies, or these shows, these shows, has anyone else at the table seen the online rumors in the past day or two of... Uh, Jeremy Renner going over for a Hawkeye series. Yes. No. Yeah, seeing yeah. that, seeing that, it seems like it. It seems like more. It's not even not even rumors, but wishful thinking. On, I mean, on several people. It seems more like Renner just saying, "Why don't I get up my own series?" Like it's. I would. L I mean, at the same time, if they're not going to give Hawkeye or Black Widow their own movies, yeah, we might as well at least see a series with them. Oh sure, and and. Maybe like a one-off, like maybe like a three-episode thing. Yeah, where you get like a cool little storyline. With I mean, even both of them would be fine. Yeah, with me. I will. Or you only know, a Hawkeye Black Widow TV series. I will combo. only allow a Hawkeye series if they have Pizza Dog. <laughs> I gotta say, dovetailing off of Scott's comment there, there's so much good stuff that's been coming out of the Hawkeye series, the Matt Fraction series, and now the Jeff Lemire series. There's so much good stuff. They could have Jeremy Renner, Jer Jeremy Renner, sorry. They could do a Hawkeye standalone movie or Netflix series either. Can, can we can we just do a with. shot for shot of the original uh, 1980s uh, Hawkeye limited series with like Hardball and Oddball, Oddball. and Bombshell. That, those guys, Oddball and Bombshell. That sounds good. I'd, I'd read that. I'd watch that. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I read it, but I would watch it. Sit tight, because Kevin's going to be stuffing his face full of food here any second. Yeah. Blame well. me. And we're going to blame Zombie Ben. It happens. Yep. It, it, it's, it's all his fault. Well, you know, you guys were talking about the Defenders and how, why didn't we get a Daredevil, then Luke Cage, then Iron Fist, then Jessica Jones. If you look at Marvel, the Mar Marvel kind of set precedent with this anyways. Because look at Iron Man. They take something that is uncharacteristically successful. They thought Iron Man was going to make some money, but they didn't think it was going to be as successful as it was. It was huge for them. True. So they were like, let's go ahead and do a second one while we've got the steam going, and then we'll get into the Avengers. It's it all. I mean, it's not like they're really hurting Good point. by doing it this way. Yeah. But the difference is with, with the Avengers ensemble, they had the idea that if Iron Man was successful, then Cap, Thor, etc., yeah. would have well, standalones. And then the standalone characters would be brought together. The Along the way, we had to strike while the iron was hot with Iron Man. Yes, no pun intended, right? The other yes. thing that we're that we're not taking into into account that we can't know, and really we probably will never know, is that they could have proceeded with season two of Daredevil and delayed everything else because of contractual obligations with other actors, you know, set complications, uh, you know, some CGI designer going, hey, I'm totally going to do this, I'll sign on, oh, wait, I want double the money, uh, screw uh, you guys. You know, you know what, you know what, you know what, zombie, 
You and I have been friends for a couple of years. I'm old and crotchety. Let me have my bitching, please. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing to kind of curtail on Troy David's comment. The Marvel movie house knew what they wanted to do overall. They had their plan in place on the contingency of success and failure of certain movies. Chris Evans... Chris Evans delayed and pushed back and delayed more and then pushed back more and was afraid to make a decision until the the movie house came to him and basically told him this is what the plan is this is what we want to have happen two years from now five years from now ten years from now and when they finally told him that that's what got Chris Evans to sign on as Captain America so they knew going in this is what we want to do. It was a question of how well received were the the first handful of movies going to be, and then when they saw Iron Man do well and above what was anticipated, is that you know what we're good to go, and that's that's how that worked out. I mean, bear in mind there was a lot of risk with Marvel Cinemas. There was an awful lot of you know what this isn't going to work. Your comic book movies just don't do that well. You guys have had your chance when you were owned by New Line Cinemas, and on and on. And there's a, uh, a there were a lot of people Netflix. who just did not think it was going to happen, and then it happened. And now, I think honestly, because of Iron Man alone, we're seeing this massive influx of people turning out good comic book properties on film and television. And, and just as importantly, and this is something you and I have gone back and forth on a number of times, it's creating new comic book fans. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there, there is a documentary that's on Netflix, and I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's very, very heavily about Marvel and Stan Lee, where he admits, yeah, we were facing down the, we were looking down the barrel of bankruptcy, and somebody had this idea, and we threw all of our money and all of our attention into making a Marvel movie the right way, and fortunately it hit. The other factor is that comic book stores for quite a while were diminishing. Their numbers were getting fewer and fewer. And then in recent years, we have seen more comic stores per square mile than we've seen in decades. You know, and what's really cool about all of this is the, the camaraderie that we're seeing from all the actors, too. There's really not a lot of ego going on here. We're not seeing a lot of people who are like, well, I'm not going to work with this guy and, and it's got to be the way that I want to write it. And a perfect example that I just read recently was um, Tom Holland, the guy who's going to be playing the new Spider-Man. Uh, Tom Holland was working on Spider-Boy. Um, Tom Holland was working on a movie with John Bernthal. They were in Ireland and they were both auditioning for their roles. Bernthal for Punisher, Holland for Spider-Man. They ended up doing their, their audition tape together. They were like, well, why don't Let's just do it together. We'll just we'll work together. We'll read uh, read off of each other. We'll send them the stuff, and this will be great. And everybody's helping each other out. I mean, we saw it with Evans and with um, Pratt uh, during the Super Bowl when they were like, "Hey, if my team wins the Super Bowl, then you've got to come to my city and you got to do an appearance at the Children's Hospital." Well, that's the and other. They factor. both ended up doing it. How many times these guys are going out to children's hospitals, working with kids, you know, and you know, showing up not just in costume, but just showing up as their characters at these kids' events to help kids in need. Well, you know, I'm glad you do something, and I would like to see this. I'd like to see more of it. 
the camaraderie with the actors, you know, the actors, the directors, the producers, there, there really needs to be just a little more solidarity, though, between the, the screens, both small and big, and the actual pages, the comic, the, the comic side, you know, because let's face it, without Tales of Suspense 39, there is no Iron Man movie. Yeah, you know, there's there, there's and and I think in a lot of ways we do see you know the respectful homages, you know directors reading comics, actors reading comics, but at the same time, there hasn't been unless I've completely missed it, there's not been an acknowledgement to Wally Wood, the artist that designed the red costume that Daredevil wears in the Daredevil film, you know Daredevil created by Stan Lee and Bill Everett. And on and on, no acknowledgement to Wally Wood. You know, it's like we're we're not a hundred percent there, <clears throat> and everyone gets so excited about the films. Everyone gets so excited about the shows. Well, Bob Kane had his credits, but Bill Finger, Bill, yeah, Bill Finger, yeah, yeah Finger, Finger finally, finally on Batman Superman. I'm sorry, guys, but but Finger finally got it. I mean, I just yeah, yeah, it does. It did sound <laughs> yeah. funny as yeah. soon as I said. <laughs> hey, don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> butt stuff. Yeah, right now there's yeah, the butt butt. There's 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 five fingers of death going around this table right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the Hulk fisting. Yep. Now the Hulk fists of rage. But yeah, you know, let's up. Uh, Megan's let's, Megan's let's, doing let's not the uh, origins. Fisting scene from Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy, yeah. My God. For the love of God, Mike, you're a married man. Stop chasing Amy. Uh, oh, oh, Troy's got jokes. <laughs> but um, Ching. So, <laughs> Kali Ma. All right. I thought they told me the way to a woman's heart was certain. No, that's a man's heart. There's something. Bring back Shiva. And Anyways, going back to you guys talking about movies and how it's helping with the comic industry, I was going to say it's helping everything geek-wise in general. Yeah. Like, it's every, it's just kind of like, it's just spiraled out of control and it's made it more mainstream in terms of all of that. It's like more everything. socially acceptable now than it's been for years to be a comic nerd, to be a geek. And, and even more than that, there's this meme that's been floating around since uh, San Diego either last year or the year before. And I know it's San Diego because I recognize the carpet on the floor. Where this little boy is at, at the Comic Con and gets lost. Oh yeah, that one's yes. Cool. I love and that one. and the, the picture is is two of the heroes and, and off the top of my head I can't remember who. I want to say it was uh, Captain America and Spider Man. So I think. Captain America and Wonder Woman. It's, it's is a yeah. Male and female, okay. yeah. Captain yeah. Wonder. And <laughs> and the kid goes really up to these are. two because he knows who they are. He knows that they're yeah. good people. He knows yeah. that they can help out. And of course, the the two people that were were cosplaying lived up to the characters and and helped yeah. the kid get reunited with his family. Yeah. And sure, there's there has been the the social stigma of you know Halloween only comes once a year, but at the same token, it's you know, we do these things and we we like these characters because they embody all the best things of human nature and the things that we want to bring out in ourselves. And even in oh. that regard, you know, I've got friends that work at hospitals, and you know, when local, locally, we lost a guy uh, about a year ago oh, now. The Batman guy. You know, he was known yeah. as as 
Maryland Batman. The Maryland Batman. This guy yeah. would show up at children's hospitals, dress as Batman, and help out. And, you know, tragically was killed in, an, in a car accident. He was helping people even yeah. 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 And in that last yeah. hour, he had stopped, I believe, to help somebody with, like, a broken down vehicle. some stuff to some kids because yeah. he had like extra things from when he was at the hospital he was at he ended up having to pull over because there was something wrong with his vehicle he was in the front and then they just slammed into his car because they didn't see it and that's the thing is we've now seen more hospitals and i've had friends working in hospitals that have reached out to me and other cosplayers i know going hey you know we've got kids and they'd love to see heroes they'd love to see villains and even then like granted you know i cosplay as joker not the easiest character to walk into a children's hospital as, but, you know, it's, they're still reaching out. Well, and it's, I work, I work in a pretty corporate environment, and what's cool about what's happening around all of us is that it's now acceptable for everyone to talk about, and it becomes a conversation starter. There was a very, very, very big wig at, at the, um, at our office the other day, who is like, is like a vice president, like makes a ridiculous amount of money, lives in a stupid huge house, and I was on my way out. The was it the lizard? Yes, it was the lizard. Yes, um, I was, <laughs> I was on my way out the door. Gojira. Um, yes, it was Godzilla. Uh, we were Kurt Connors. <laughs> we were. I was on my way out the door, and I have this Captain America hoodie, and I threw it on. I zipped it up, thinking, "Okay, my day's done. I'm not going to run into this guy. No big deal. I'll just walk out the door quietly." And I run into him right at the elevator, and he goes, "Hey." Captain America, are you going to go see the new movie? And I was like, um, yeah. And he like put his fist out and like fist bumped me. And this is like a 75-year-old man who's a vice president. And I was just like, yeah, all right. And he was like, I can't wait. And he started talking to me about it. Like not just like, oh, Captain America, I like him, you know. Like he was like, yeah, I really think it's going to be cool that Crossbones is going to be there because Crossbones was the one that, and I was like, oh, my God, this guy knows what he's talking about. Everyone the fact that he noticed Crossbones is impressive. Cause yeah. I think the more impressive thing that. is he knew what a fist bump was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I too. That guy's almost as old as Troy, even. <laughs> and, and the same thing happened with me at work. And, and my boss's a little bit younger than you, Kevin. Boss, or my boss's 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 boss, I don't know. Someone that was room. pretty high up <laughs> was in the office, and for whatever reason this day, I was wearing these, these bright red socks that have the Darth Vader helmet all over them. And she looks at me and she goes, mean for some reason, why wouldn't you wear those like every day? Because I only have the one pair. Yeah, okay. But, but she looks at them and she goes. Turn them inside out. She goes, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the new movie coming out? And just out of nowhere, we have this conver- like this five-minute conversation about the expectations for the new Star Wars movie that came back out in December. It's like just because I was you know, wearing Darth Vader socks. And like what's, what's really cool about all this, too, is think about all the stuff, like subjectively here, not like trying to defend our culture here, but think about the bad stuff that's come from this. Just try to think of a, a story you heard about somebody dressed up as somebody at a Comic-Con and doing something horrible. Somebody got stabbed at Comic-Con. With a, with a, with a pencil, but I don't, but there wasn't a cosplayer. How yeah. about Jar Jar Binks? That's a travesty to humankind. That is a travesty, yes. <laughs> that is an in fairness. Deadpool has shot and killed a number of AIM soldiers for liking Jar Jar Binks. The, the big thing with all of this that, I, that I, I'm just really as proud he should. is that we're kind of self-controlled. Like, there, there's this checks and balances system where, like, when we were at Awesome Con, the first booth that you saw when you walked in was one that says cosplay does not equal consent. Correct. Like, people are going out of their way to make sure that this is a self-managed, we're not going to cause any big scenes here. This is going to be and under control. And in, it's fantastic. And in incidences at 
cons yep. where somebody does cross the line of that, you know, cosplay does not equal consent level. I've heard of stories where people, other members of the community, not even other cosplayers, have stepped in. Oh yeah. And actually, even in cases, detain the person for security to show up. Yeah. When we were when we were there, there was a girl dressed as Power Girl, and Power Girl has the the cleavage window, and a guy was just like went to go grab there. And another dude dressed as one of the Ninja Turtles was just like, hey, man, that's not cool. And it was just like, it wasn't a big thing. He was just like, eh, no, nah, let's nope. not do that. And it nope. was just, and the guy was like, oh, yeah, I had a little bit too much to drink. And everybody's cool. There's not a bunch of shit being started. And it's, yeah, I'm proud to be part of this group that manages their shit and doesn't and, act out. And the thing is, and, and I was kind of dovetailing off of something Mark had said earlier, but the, the community, the cosplay community, which is spilt into TV shows like Heroes of Cosplay and Face Off. Well, shit, in Star Wars, I, s I shared this article with Megan back when Star Wars came out. Cosplay there became part of the movie. Like, the uh, Force Effects lightsabers that they have are yeah. so realistic that they use them in the movie because it casts the right light on the actors. It makes the right sounds. They don't have to go back and do all this extra editing. J.J. Abrams was like, this is the best thing that's ever been created because I have to do half the work now. I mean... Yeah, all because nerds wanted to have a realistic lightsaber. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's lightsabers at home that are stunt-quality lightsabers. Yeah. You know, it's and they are heavy-duty. They are machined metal for the actual hilts and the tubing itself. I can sit there and wail on somebody... And they're not going to break. There, ben, there was a guy. Ben does have a, uh, a Craigslist ad out there for those of you who are into this sort of thing. Um, he doesn't charge much as a reasonable fee. Uh, but it's he only will like, on you. Uh, you know, 1500 an hour. <laughs> there, there was actually a guy in the 1970s who had Credits? built his own uh, Battlestar Galactica Cylon costume. And uh, he was wearing it to conventions. And he was approached by somebody from ABC, and he thought he was going to get a cease and desist. He's like, oh, they, they don't like me infringing on their copyright. But it turned out his costume was so authentic, ABC wanted him to make promotional appearances. Yeah. He got paid for it. And his costume, he was a Cylon. But he had found out what materials they used to make the costumes. He, like, he got the authentic gloves, you know, the vacuum the form, plastic pieces. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the five oh first. They do incredible stuff. They do a lot of work for charity. Oh I my mean, god! Like and there's there's even uh, a show that I know Troy David and I like. It's called Castle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, my dad. My dad is obsessed <laughs> with Castle. He's a no name actor named Nathan Billion. Yeah, yeah really. I mean, what's, what's he been in lately? But uh, uh, even Castle has done two separate episodes that I'm aware of where they they involve steampunk very heavily. And actually, yeah. here for the DC area, there's a lot of people that are very much into steampunk. That they very specifically sought their their advice and, and even just said, hey, you know what? Why don't you just come onto the show and wear all your stuff? And then they did another episode that was at a comic convention because the the uh, the young lady that plays his daughter on the show is very big into cosplay, and it, it's become integrated. I mean, even a Hollywood, uh, a, uh, I'm sorry, a Halloween episode where Nathan Fillion is making fun of himself, dressing up as space a cowboy. space cowboy, yeah. and she looks at me and goes. It's been done, you know, and just it, that was so four years ago. You know what's cool though about all of this? Like just just for a minute, like just think back to when you were a kid before all of this stuff was happening, and you would read a comic book and you were like, "Man, I love this! I wish they would make it into a movie or a TV show." Um, and I'm gonna segue here with my awesome co-hosting skills. Um, 
Another thing that, as a kid, when I went to Disney World the first time, I thought to myself after going on Star Tours, I was like, this is the coolest ride I've ever been on. I wish they would make a whole land or a whole park just like this that's nothing but Star Wars. And holy fucking shit, guess what they're doing? And it looks fucking amazing. And I'm is so it going to be a Jar Jar Binks land only? No, it will not. You get to fly the Millennium Falcon. With Jar Jar Binks. Mesa don't care what you think. <laughs> I can beat that 12 parsecs. That's yeah, easy. Yeah, because, because Jar Jar Binks uh, actually wins the Millennium Falcon in a tournament against Han Solo. Because he is a Darth Lord of the Sith. He's Darth Darth Binks. <laughs> Darth Binks. <laughs> Darth Darth Binks. <laughs> Who did we say that to the other day? Was that? That was to Andy. That was Andy. That yeah. was when we were yeah. trolling Andy over Deadpool. Yeah, Andy, if you're, if you're uh, listening to this, buddy, uh, I, we apologize for nothing. Um, no, nothing. <laughs> you know, when that you're talking you about running into people and it just being a culture, yeah. you know, today I went to go get, you know, I'm waiting on something in the mail, saw my mailman pull up the street, I walked down. And he's like, oh, hey, you know, here you go. And then he stopped, and he was like, is this for you, too? And he handed me something, and it had zombie comic pirate radio on it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's me. You know, and he was like, what is it for? And I was telling yeah. him what we do. And yeah. he's like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And, yeah. I mean, this, is, this guy is the most normal-looking mailman you've ever met in your yeah. life. It's, well, like, I ran into the same thing. When Ben and I were doing our um, – we were doing a Kickstarter for uh, Ethan Stone PI for the second issue. Um randomly out of nowhere this dude messages me on the ethan stone uh facebook and he's like oh hey i saw your stuff on kickstarter i really really like it, it was really really cool um I, i'd love to get like some some custom work done by ben i'd love to see some custom artwork we found a fan out of nowhere because of kickstarter and the guy's like a lawyer in florida and yep. like we're friends like we went like the next time we go down to florida we're like gonna meet up and have dinner like he has his own comic book too like, it, everybody, it's all accessible now, and there's no longer this, like, cloak of shame that people have to hide under where it's like, I'm a comic book nerd, but I don't want anybody to know about it. Fucking everybody's a comic book nerd, and it's we awesome. Wear, we fly our banners pride with pride and absolute glory. And that's one I of mean, the other things is, is nobody who's involved in any of this is ashamed to be who they are. Yes. And, and just overall, as a group, as Megan starts to double fist again. <laughs> what, what? Is yeah. overall as a fandom, <laughs> we are <laughs> we are very much <laughs> our own people, Hashtag and we're not ashamed of it, and we're not ashamed you know, to talk about it and, yeah. and educate other people. And it's, it's this is who we are, and yeah. take it or leave it. And now Megan has something that she would like to say. I'm sorry. I've tried multiple times tonight, and I failed each time. I was going to say, in terms of, like, being open and social media and all that, there are people on Instagram. I saw one the other day that was, uh, they obviously had an Autobot going, and they liked one of our store uh, An Autobot, Instagram. but not a Decepticon, right? Autobot. Okay. Yeah. But um, but her name was, she was, like, board game geek girl or something like that. And she's making money off of, like, Playing games and posting it online and dressing up as whatever board game character. No, she's not nude. There are nude ones on there that you can find. No, 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 on Instagram. We had this conversation too, actually. Uh, was it Harley <laughs> Quinn and, and Poison Ivy that you were watching porno wise that one time? Watching you were telling, porno. You were saying that you were watching some porno. It wasn't. I w it was pictures. It wasn't oh. videos. But there was one. I, I was mean, like, damn, they look good. I mean, you're still with your eyes. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. 
I, I mean, sure I saw one is, of Poison Ivy and Supergirl the other night. I mean, yeah. it was, yeah. yeah. Or the Queen of Batman. Oh, uh, the one I'm I saw was, it was Nightwing, Nightwing fights Batman. And Batman's just like, With the dick up the butt? No, not yet. Oh. Poison, <laughs> Poison Ivy, he was like, Poison Ivy's deceiving you. She's trying to do, in his Batman voice, right? And then, like, Nightwing, like, Does it turn into a big orgy? <laughs> beats him off, right? Beats well, that's what up, it was, yeah. Bup, bup, and bup, then bup, bup. you need a mic in order to talk. Okay. Anyways, um, he ends up Nightwing ends up being like seduced by Poison Ivy, and sedu- Poison Ivy, you know, rewards him for fighting the bat, for being his own man. In many ways, yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, he wants the Ghetto Fabulous. So Mark Mark orders this thing called a Ghetto Fabulous, which is. Um, it's essentially Epic. mint chocolate chip ice cream, but they don't have mint chocolate chip ice cream. So what they end up doing is they take vanilla ice cream, they put chocolate sauce on it, and then they put creme de mint on top of it. They tell him it. it's chocolate sauce. We're back to the butt stuff don't, again? Don't ruin it. <laughs> to, oh, to, yeah. To my hopes and dreams. Episode 19, <laughs> chocolate butt stuff. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Mike Lunsford. Zombie on the mic here? <laughs> no, we're on, we're on 19. We're episode 20 now. 20. Episode 20. Hey, you know what? Here you know what Comics Online. This is episode 20. Our uh, chocolate butt stuff. So episode 19 will be the interview <laughs> we did with the girl from um, Castle Corsets. Ah. I'll put that one out. Where Kevin Matt. was uh, the sheriff. It. Is, is that now the name of this episode, Chocolate Butt Stuff? <laughs> chocolate Butt Stuff. <laughs> episode 20, <laughs> Chocolate Butt Stuff. So, all right. Because Wait a second. Here Troy David found a thing. Mark is getting chocolate butt stuff on his ice cream, and now it's a challenge? And now there's a challenge. Chocolate butt stuff is always a challenge. Once upon a time ago, in the store, there was a chocolate challenge to the, the, uh, the whatchamacallit song, I Love Chocolate. And Kevin Is was this the baby metal gimme yes, chocolate? thank you. Yes, that one. Okay. And it was hosted by Kevin... And it was also co-hosted by Troy David, and it was myself and another individual. See how much chocolate we could stuff down our gullets during the duration of the song. Uh, That's a great spoilers, song. Spoilers, I won. But I, I, have, uh, I need to defend my crown. So I oh am God. hereby challenging... Kevin! The group. Kevin! Not me! I'm Why not, not you? I will fail. No, I'll Ke- eat some. Get one is like a chocolate dick. Yeah, she will. Yeah, she will. <laughs> you were there the last time. Yeah, but I didn't eat chocolate. I did the hot dog challenge. Oh, that's right. I mean, this is who cares? Which chocolate hot dog? I won that Take one as well. well. <laughs> Mark the is like an ones, eating monster. I didn't monster. shove it down my throat fast enough. <laughs> the the chocolate starfish. That was the album. It was chocolate yeah. starfish and the hot, and hot dog flavored water. water. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because Mark and I are pathetic '90s music fans. So am I. Oh, keep rolling, rolling, rolling. That's okay. on my new car playlist. Of course. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You guys need to do the chocolate challenge while we play Bombshell in the background. So maybe I can get that song on Power Man 5000. No, 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 no. If we're gonna play anything from Power Man 5000 with this group, it needs to be Super Villain. Whatever the song is, the end result is I'm still gonna win. Oh, Mark, you are entering a world of pain. <laughs> okay, how about this? <laughs> we make this it came no, no, no. like just one day this as a moment. Hard work. Years and years of hard work have been put into this belly. This is where it, my musical strengthening it. 
encyclopedia of knowledge is going to come in handy. I say that the challenge be ramped up and that it become you guys eating chocolate to Inagata DeVita with the eight-minute drum solo. Oh, won't you come with me? Iron Butterfly, Inagata DeVita, 17.43 minutes long. Oh, my God. You know what? You know what? Let's go ahead. Let's do the live version of Inagata DeVita, Dazed and Confused. That was the Inagata DeVita was the first song I learned to play on the drums. Well, again, whatever the song is, the end result is I win. So I bring it. Seventeen <laughs> minutes of chocolate eating. So yeah. for those of our listeners, is that Megan? Is that why you sat next to Troy? Who are wondering? You fucking little bitch! I will <laughs> kick your motherfucking ass. <laughs> we just talked about how you like sitting on the couch instead of running around. I will chase your ass down. It will make sure you exercise instead of eating milkshakes. <laughs> This has been a public service announcement brought to you by I am not scared Megan's of a butter right knife in Megan's hands. That's because you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not chocolate. I don't want chocolate men. I just want chocolate men. I want chocolate food. The only chocolate man I want is the one they sell at Target at Valentine's Day. That's like, is quote, the perfect man. And it's a chocolate man with like, Boxers on, and that's it. And he hands you his Selling. credit card. Like, I don't want. I just want to eat chocolate. I don't want a chocolate man. I just want that. <laughs> Selling men is no longer legal. No, no. In fact, it isn't. <laughs> you also look like you're double fisting two microphones. Can you at least see? I have like hair and stuff, so I don't look like a boy. Like. <laughs> Um, and so if our waitress could confirm that that is in fact chocolate butt stuff on his ice cream, is that diarrhea on the ice cream? Thank you. Because uh, apparently, with with the explanation and the ordering of this dessert, tonight's episode is going to be called chocolate butt stuff. Our beautiful and talented waitress was very amused by our chocolate butt stuff title. Yes. With a I'm gonna, whipped cream I'm gonna on top. I'm going to narrate this like a golf uh, Does announcer. anybody else get ever surprised that they allow us back here? <laughs> the Bungalow Ale House continues to make the same error over and over again, allowing us back into their establishment. being here because we entertain them. We are the popular table. We should stop by for their burger night. Yet, since we got here, all the tables around us have vacated. Oh, my God. So one of the times we're sitting here... And right across from us was a was a family, and there was little kids. And Megan had just <laughs> ripped off like seven curse words in a word. It was like fuck, shit, to. cunt, bitch, twat, like just. And the lady looks at me, <laughs> and I was just I just did one of these. I was like, and she's just like. Eh. <laughs> well, there have been other times too. There was definitely another time where somebody I could see them from where I was sitting. They weren't behind us. They were like next to us, and I said something, and they just looked up at me, and they just started busting out laughing and so like i signed to them the entire rest of like the podcast while they were sitting wasn't, wasn't there one night when uh when caleb started talking about yeast infections or something to get more <laughs> table to go away yeah she did it, it was it, we were at it we were at a different table than usual and she started talking about it super loud and they gave us like stank face and left stank face <laughs> they didn't leave for like 20 minutes oh yeah no they tried to deal with it and they finally got to the point where they're like fuck this shit and they left Okay, so like 45 minutes ago, we were talking about TV shows. <laughs> um, 
Oh yeah, comic we stuff. We started. Yeah, we started with Daredevil. We talked about how great uh, season two of Daredevil is. Um, God, there's so much stuff. Gotham just came back. Yeah, I mean, let's talk. About, Megan, tell us about that because I'm not watching that yet. Oh, I've heard that I need to catch up on it. It's been really good. I've missed the last episode or two, but um, I don't know. I, it's been so long since I watched the last one. I feel really bad now. I should have been more prepared. I liked the twist with the first. I think it was the first episode back. Spoilers. Um, the guy who was doing the freezy thing. Yeah, Mr. Freeze. Um, yeah, they thought that he was dead and he's not. I thought that was a nice twist. Okay. Um, yeah, no, Captain Cold. No, we're not Cole. talking about Flash. We're talking about uh, Gotham. Whatever works. The, the, the man that freezes things. It's weird that in the DC universe, they essentially have two villains that do the same thing. They have two guys that have cold guns. Like. <laughs> yeah. But um, I did enjoy I, I don't know. I felt bad for Freeze. Like, he's sitting there, and he's like, I should have died. I wanted to die with her because his wife passed away. Yeah. Did anybody, um, what is everybody's thoughts on the having, like, a very functional, excellent TV flash? I and then going, well, for the movie, we're going to pick a different flash. Yeah, I, I noticed they, that. I know they addressed yeah. the different universes thing. Yeah. But, I mean, when you have somebody so stellar, why even bother? Well, Kevin mentioned, too, that well, he was like, if Grant Gustin isn't, the Flash in the movie, then fuck it, I don't want to see it. The simple reason for that is the fact that DC movies seem to be resembling Fox movies when they try to make comic movies. Yeah, they go. They their first they they is to go dark. They seem always. to have fallen and bumped their head and have no concept of the comic. I just as we're probably going to see in Orphan Fight 2016, Orphan dark Fight 2016, or emotional is two different things. Yeah, they 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 did attack Flash's mother being murdered his father being framed no, no, no. And, and i'm i'm just referring to great job marvel studios is doing a fantastic job with adhering to the comic culture acknowledging the correctness of the costumes and the really? characters they're jamming in humans down our face and i don't want to even touch karnak <laughs> sorry bro um, I would much love the mutant universe more than anything else, but I can't get a decent mutant comic book these right. days. Limited, I guess. I'm talking about the movies. Yeah, okay. When's the last great X-Men movie? Right, done by Fox. Crickets? Not by Marvel Studios. Deadpool? Are we yeah. going to call that a mutant movie? Yeah. Well, he's Deadpool is a mutant. mutant, yeah, because they force his mutation on him. I mean, I liked, I thought uh, First Class. I thought it was good. It's the First best. Was good. I thought it was one of the best X Men movie they've uh, they've done. Period. Um, As a story, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I thought that Days of Future Past. I watched them back to back. I thought Days of Future Past wasn't as good as First Class, personally, because Days of Future Past as a comic series is hard to tackle. That's a hard story to take on. They did it justice. There were excellent parts of it. It just it was like that was like a B, maybe like a B plus, and First First Class was an A. Uh, so, and, and by the way, let me get through this incidentally, Mike. It's yeah. a little exposition for you. Okay. Uh, technically, Deadpool is not a mutant. He is what Marvel calls a mutant. Okay. Okay, Daredevil's on the same level as Captain America. Score. What Deadpool is is a character with X-Men history. So he's a Fox property. 
Thank you very much, Fox, for not stinking up the joint on Deadpool. Uh, like you did with every other comic movie you've you ever know, done. And I got to say, the, the, the strength for, for me, for my personal tastes, and I will add the word personal, my personal taste, the strength of the Fox movies has been the performance of the actors. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, Michael Fassbender and Sir Ian McClellan as Magneto, Patrick Stewart and uh, James McAvoy as Charles Xavier. Yeah. Wait, which Stewart are we talking about? There's so many. <laughs> Patrick. Patrick, <laughs> that guy, the guy in the beer, the guy in the beer commercial. It's almost but like you couldn't afford any more mutants. <laughs> but in, in all seriousness, the actors have grabbed hold of their roles and just you know, shaken the life into them. But in terms of stories, the X Men stories just deviate farther and farther and farther away yeah, from their source material. True. Yeah, um, as if to say we don't respect our source material, we can tell a better story than our source that material. Which is what Fox I see though. DC Studios doing with their movies now. And that's what concerns I me. See, I see it the other way around with DC. I, DC's like, okay, we gotta play catch up. Marvel is like 20 movies ahead well, on us, and, 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 and they're trying to cram everything into this Batman And I don't Superman. disagree with you, but the- Which is why we just p- hit Justice League 1 instead of Superman 2 like it was originally supposed to be. Well, and, and see, yeah. here's the thing though. Yes, they have to play catch up, and yet simultaneously, oh, we have Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. Let's introduce a continuity into the movies that doesn't take advantage of these three interlinked shows. Okay, and we bring in Supergirl, and Supergirl will have a Flash crossover. But that Supergirl is tied to the Superman franchise from before Henry Cavill. Not the current Henry See, and that's, that's what's throwing me off about this. It doesn't make sense because no, Superman it exists, doesn't. Superman exists in that universe. They mention him all the time. But who yeah. the fuck is Superman? Yeah, like they're they're not telling us who he is. We don't know where the fuck he is. We never see him. Well, I don't understand that at all. Hey, you know what? How about a, a show Gotham yeah. that doesn't spend its entire life trying to cram the origins of every Batman villain? Before Bruce becomes Batman, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if if Bruce Wayne is only twelve years old, most of his villains are twelve years, years old yeah. as well. Yeah, you've ma- well, you've made that, that point before too. Yeah. So let's go ahead. You know what? Gotham would be interesting to me if it were a crime drama with Maroni, Falcone, with Cobblepot. Nail down the characters. Show me Gotham. Show me the the seedy underbelly of this city. But everybody in a costume doesn't put a costume on until Bruce comes back. Yeah. I like the concept of Batman begets the villains because he puts on the mantle. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. the one that inspires everybody to go essentially, crazy. Essentially what we're seeing with Daredevil. In, yes. in season two, that's where... That's what we saw in the comics of Batman. Yeah. Yo, I, would, yes. I would have loved if Gotham, instead of it being the way it is now, was essentially Batman Year One, and you turn it. Batman into a Year One would have yeah. been awesome as a yeah. live-action movie with young Gordon and young Bruce, not that far apart in age. Yeah, yeah. Gordon was not the detective that worked on the Wayne murder. No, Harvey Bullock is not that much older than Bruce. Yeah. And neither are any of the other Batman villains. They're either the same or age. Or the cops that they've brought in that were in the original story that are now going to be, you know, 10, 20 years older than Bruce. Yeah, really. You know, and what really doesn't make sense, too, with the way DC's handling things, is why are you going to take something that's been a runaway success like The Flash? Because I have not heard a single person say, right. yeah. I don't like The Flash, or Grant Gustin is not a good Flash. Everybody has raved about this show. I finally got into it. I'm hooked on it. 
why are you going to take that goodwill that you've created and say, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do something completely different and, with a completely uh, different because guy. Because DC doesn't like you, Mike. And Arrow, they don't like you. You just Arrow's got into it, and they want to take it away too. from you. Yeah. That a lot, the majority of people have loved Arrow. So, and, and one, one more question about opinions. Anybody about J.K. Simmons, uh, Commissioner Gordon? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's kind of cool, actually. I think that'll be pretty interesting. Interesting. I think he's a great actor. I mean, oh, I, I've, I'm impressed with everything I've seen him My in. Um, I loved him in um, shit. What was that movie with? Uh, no, it was. Um, it's a Mike Judge movie. The guy who uh, did Beavis and Butthead did uh, Office Space. Um, why can't I think of the other actor's name that's in it? He was the voice of the fox from uh, from uh, Zootopia. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. He's in it. Um, ben Affleck's in it. Um, Extract. Oh yeah, Extract's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He plays that role perfectly. Like he plays the dad in Juno perfectly. Like it's just dead on. Um, I think he'll be great. I mean, he was a great voice actor in um, um, in Portal Two. He was the uh, the creator of uh, what's the name of the lab in Portal Two? Um, oh God, Aperture, Aperture, Aperture Labs. Now, my only problem with him as Gordon, my only problem, is that he is how because of his role in the Spider-Man movies, and he nailed the J, you know, Jameson, Jameson so well. It's almost that like every time I see him, no matter what he's in, you know, even when I was playing Portal. And the voice came over. My first thought was, it's Jameson. Yeah. It's that he's now Jameson to me. Like, when I imagine that Jameson, that's how I imagine him. I think with the cadence of his voice and the tone, he'll be able to play. I think the he will be a properly. great. My issue is, why have a Commissioner Gordon introed in a JLA movie? To be honest, I think he's too small fry, and I don't think I agree. He, unless yes, he's I agree. got a very tiny segment where he just appears and has and like, a, a, like a five-minute to two-minute dialogue with Bruce Wayne or Batman. I think at this point he knows Bruce Wayne's Batman. So, in my opinion, well, I just don't think it's not. You know, when right it comes now. to Gordon and and Bruce, there is one moment, and it's actually best illustrated in the No Man's Land novel. Not the graphic novel, the actual novel novel, which very few people have read. A uh, great book. If you haven't read it, go out, find it. And it covers the events of No Man's Land after the Cataclysm. Now, in this, you know, in this segment, a lot of crap has gone down. Gordon feels betrayed by Batman, justifiably. And Batman's trying to atone to his friend, Gordon. And he's standing in the backyard of Gordon's house with this fire bin lit because there's no power. And he's like, how can I tell you I'm sorry? You know, how can I atone for this? And he's standing off in the shadows, as Batman always does. And he takes off the cowl, mask, cowl, and all, holds it out into the light and steps into the light. And Gordon spins, does a 180, and turns his back to him, saying, no, I can't know who you are. Because I'm not friends with the man behind the mask. My friend is the man in the mask. And so in that sense, even if he knows who Bruce is, or he, even if he knows that Bruce is Batman, he won't acknowledge it. Because that's not his friend. They are separate people to him. And my one of my favorite graphic novels is Batman Hush. Yes. 
And for those that don't know, and, and without giving too much away, there's one part where Joker does something so appalling to Batman. Batman is just wailing and wailing and throttling and beating and kicking. And Joker's done, but that doesn't stop Batman. And there's a gun involved, which Batman picks up and is getting ready to shoot the Joker. And all of a sudden, you hear Jim Gordon say, no, you can't do that. That's not who you are. That's not what you do. Yep. I know that you're so thoroughly pissed off right now. I know that, that this would solve a lot of your problems. This isn't what you do. Exactly. And I will say to the listeners that if you are interested in finding this book and you're having trouble, email me. Um, it is zombie at comicsonline.com. Um, I will, and ask me for the IS, ISB, ISBN. Thank you. There you go. And I will happily email it back to you because I have a copy. I have the hardbound one. Um, fantastic novel. Yeah. You need to own Hush in every iteration. Digital, yeah. hard yeah. copy, the original singles. Yep. It's just Jim Lee's art, I'm stellar. I think it's like the first time really putting detail into boots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, just everything, cover yep. to cover, in that whole story arc is is so well done. And it, it, it had me going, wow, who, maybe it was this person. No, okay, can't be that person. Okay, well, if it's not that person, it's got to be this one. Okay, nope, not that person either. And... It's not just a great comic book story, but it's a fantastically well done whodunit. Yeah. And and it's you, it, it's as far as being a, a graphic novel is concerned, it's actually pretty big. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's maybe two and a half ish times your average graphic novel. It and is a very large graphic novel. It is a very large story arc. But it's so good. Well, it is one of the things, and kind of to kind of tie this whole thing up to you're going back to the. Uh, uh, Simmons playing uh, Gordon in the next uh, Justice League movie. Does it bother anybody else that we essentially see a lot of crossing over of franchises with actors? We're seeing Simmons play not only J. Jonas Jameson, now we're going to see him play Jim Gordon. That uh, did kind of bug me a little Chris bit. Chris Evans was, was, the, um, was the Human Torch, then he was um, Captain America. You saw um, Green Lantern. Yeah, he was Green Lantern in Deadpool. You saw as um, well. We saw him as as Deadpool. Yeah. Then we saw him as Green Lantern. Then, then we, we saw, saw him as Deadpool, Deadpool again. Yeah. yeah. But then also too, like look at um, look at Christian Bale. He was Batman, but then he was um, what's his name in, in Terminator? John Connor. Like, it, are there really that few good actors? Well, when this is one of those moments that I've had an issue with that, and I haven't brought it up because. With as many times as you, Mike, will will rail on me for being fanboy. <laughs> yeah, um, I do that. That is me feeling very much like a fanboy when I take issue with that, yeah. and I don't know if it is justified or not. But I do have those feelings. I usually keep it to myself because I. Like, I don't when think they announced him as yeah, Gordon. I was kind of sitting there going, "No, you're Marvel. You're Jameson." I don't see that as fanboying though. I see that as like because the, where it's coming from with me is there's a shitload of actors out there who are really goddamn good who are not getting opportunities because there's like seven or eight marketable superhero faces that they have to go to. And like you see Charlie Cox do an amazing job as Daredevil. He came out of nowhere. Yeah. But at the same token, though, and and this is... Uh, Steve Steve Amell as Arrow. Yeah. Okay. So so here's here's kind of the the average guy take on this because I I consider myself a fairly average guy. When we're, we're looking at the comic books versus the small screen versus the big screen and 
and everything else. It's there's a a look that has to be done. There's a personality that has to be done. There's a swagger that has to be done. A lot of people that I know took issue with uh, uh, I'm blanking on the actor's name, but he was Kingpin in the first Daredevil movie. Oh yeah. Uh, um, oh 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 oh. Michael oh. Clark Duncan. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, he Thank passed you. away recently. Rest in peace. Yeah, God rest his soul. Not for sure. Recently, dude. It was not like recently. Four years ago. Yeah. Was it really? But yeah. Yeah. so Damn. many people that I know that had issues with him playing the kingpin simply Wait because. A but kingpin's a white guy. He can't. Yeah. Play you know, and Ben and I were talking about this today earlier. That like. Well, what we were talking about was a bit different. It, it's it's the, it's reverse because like right there, you're taking a black actor and you're putting it into a traditionally white role. Right. Whereas, whereas Hollywood on a regular basis has no problem making everybody white. And a perfect example of a movie that just came out recently is Gods of Egypt. Have you ever met anybody who was Egyptian? Ugh. They're sure as shit yeah. not white. Yeah. Right. Everybody in that movie was white and had and a British see, accent. My issue also comes from the the racial, you know, meeting the racial stereotypes. Where, yeah. as you were mentioning before, the actress that we were discussing has said it's okay. Yeah, we're talking about uh, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new Ghostbusters. My, I'm all right with that. My yeah. problem with it, that it's, it's is not so much the the role. It's it, or it's not the the color of her skin. It's the role that she's put in. Yes, and that's that. Ben's point was that you it's have messed up that you have three white girls who are all the smart scientists, and you make the black girl the, the loud toll stereo- booth operator. She is the loud, the stereotypical loud black woman that slaps the ghost out of people. They but had a chance to give her the scientific role, and they didn't take it. Right. And yes, we are adhering to that same archetype that we had in the original series, the original movie, yeah. where Winston, being the African American character, yeah, you have the three start off as scientists. But at they the start same the thing, time, they get busy. They need to bring. They somebody could else have up. put her in that scientific role because we are going to have a generation of young African American girls going to see these movies, and they could look up and go, "Oh, look, she's a scientist." Honestly, though, right. man, I see it as cool. But she's a Ghostbuster. Winston wasn't a scientist. He was one of the scientists in Ghostbusters was white and dumb. Yeah, true. So they couldn't just yeah. But there is that factor of you know they could have put her in that same scientific position and had a white person playing that same metro worker. The big thing with this though is is we've only seen a trailer. We don't know for sure what kind of character this is going to be. That could have just been her. We all have that moment where we do something and like that. And we've seen like, trailers that have been honestly, butchered like, to show a certain segment of somebody, and then we see the movie and go, yeah. oh, it's completely different. Yeah. Right, but but going back to the, the point, I had no problem with Michael Clark Duncan playing Kingpin's. Right. He no. had the physical side. He did. Yeah. He was Kingpin. Com- he's huge. Exactly, which comes with a certain swagger. Dominating, scary. Well-spoken. Like, yeah, but yes. not like scary in the way where he's yelling and screaming no, at he, you. He, His he presence is scary. With his intelligence, just as quickly as he would beat you with his fists. Yeah, and that's that's something that Kingpin embodies. Now, conversely, on the small screen, with uh, 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 and here I go blanking on names again. Um, what was the end? Daredevil on okay. the small screen. Yeah, play uh, 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 Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio is amazing. Dude, he is so good as the Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Hey, the, okay, the Kingpin that he yeah. played was. Excellent, but it's different too. Yeah, like that. He's he's emotional in, yeah. a, in a way that I never pictured him as. But like as the first season went on, I was like, this dude is good. And there's he's there's really good. There's a Frank Miller Daredevil. You yeah. need to have it. You need to get this. Uh, I have to try and remember exactly what issue it is. But the Kingpin's wife has been missing. Yeah, 
and Daredevil comes to his office, to the Kingpin's office, and he throws her wedding ring down on the table. And he just says, I have her. And the Kingpin stops and puts his head in his hand, and he looks up at Daredevil and he says, what do you want? And gives it to him. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, he's... (laughs) <laughs> and, and then going back to what we were just saying a minute ago about, you know, are there really only eight actors yeah. or actresses that can do these roles? And going back to, again, another earlier point, Chris Evans did not want the role of Captain America because he had already been Johnny Blaze. Yeah. Because he had Johnny been Storm. In, sorry, Johnny Storm. Because he had no, already he been Ghost in Rider. The Losers. <laughs> uh, because he had already been in Push, he yeah. didn't want to get typecast yeah. as your quintessential superhero kind of guy. Yeah. And, and that was a lot of his trepidation in signing off for the role in the first place. Are there only seven or eight actors and actresses that can play these roles? No. But, again, with Chris Evans, he's the tall, muscular, conscientious, blonde-haired American boy. Yeah. Versus, uh, okay, let's go ahead and pick on, on uh, Bruce Banner. Yeah. Mark now, Ruffalo, yeah. Right, Mark Ruffalo now being played by someone who looks like kind of that, that quiet, geeky scientist. Yeah. Granted, again, and he's had other phenomenal roles as well. Um, Truth be told, though, Eric Bana was Banner? not a bad Banner. No. Especially oh. as a scientist. Eric right. Bana had yeah. that. Uh, if, if there were some way... If, if we couldn't have Mark Ruffalo, if there were some way that we could combine Eric Bana and Ed Norton, Ed Norton, for me, just didn't have the scientist part down. Yeah. He, he didn't have... He had everything except the scientist. He didn't have the bottled rage. For, for me, he didn't have the bottled rage that's always there under the surface. Well, but see, for Bruce Banner, you, the best Bruce Banner comics, you don't feel the bottled rage necessarily. You feel the... Uh, the restrained emotion. There's emotion, but it, it's it's always kept under the veneer of a level-headed scientist who's a little mousy, who's a little unsure of himself at times. And again, you know, there, there were things that Banner brought to the role that he did better than Ed Norton, but then Ed Norton brought things to the role as well. If you could have mixed them, the thing that Mark I, Ruffalo has yeah. in his favor is that his Bruce Banner is working with S.H.I.E.L.D., working with Stark. So he's not a scientist on the run. He's just a scientist with a dark side. See, the thing is, Norman uh, Norton actually, like, I think came the closest, in my opinion. They keep on, and I'm going to say this, they keep on casting Dream Boats yeah. to play... Eric Bana, when, when they need really nurse. just need yeah, a Bruce legit Banner. scientist. Yeah, you need, yeah, you need sorry, yeah. I, I will Bruce say Banner. this for Ed Norton. I liked his sarcasm. You know, the, the one scene where he's standing out there with Liv Tyler and they're, well, should we take a cab or should we take the, the train system? Really? You want to stick me in a metal tube underground in the world's busiest city? I think Ruffalo ended up stealing that when he said, oh, you want to stick me in a... Uh, uh, a metal tube kind of thing with the yeah. helicarrier slash submarine yeah. thing that he yeah. thought yeah. he was going to be in. He's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> this is much worse. <laughs> yeah. right, right. But, but I honestly, and, and you know, it was homage to the one movie, but I honestly feel that you know, Ed Norton pulled that particular personality aspect off better. Norton, Norton's problem and the reason why he didn't show up in any more of the movies is Norton's a dick. 
and <laughs> he he is known to be very difficult to work with, and a lot of people just don't. That's why you don't see him in a lot of big movies anymore. It's because he uh, he just does not garner a lot of affection from the rest of the community. He's very demanding. He wants to have say in how the movie's going to go, how things are going to be directed, how the cuts are going to be. And I can't remember the, the movie uh, that he was in. I want to say it was American History X, where he made them change the ending. Yeah, but American History <coughs> X was also so good. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. So maybe he was right. And people just don't want to admit it. G- getting back to what you were saying, though, originally, yeah. like uh, how oh, cross one, one character versus another character. Yeah. We originally said they can't get different characters. I mean, just like, like um, Electra in the new show, yeah. completely no-name actress, unless yeah. I don't recognize her from somewhere else, I've, right? I've never seen her before, uh, yeah. In, in fact, my wife, who knows nothing about Daredevil, Electra, and like that, she was like, she's really good, and uh, she's in a lot of more action. And I stopped, and I'm like, well, it might be they actually got an actress, or um, they got an actress that does more gymnastics and fight scenes more, yeah. and then does the acting. But her acting still was phenomenal. It was in pretty the show good. Right now. Yeah. Speaking of action in the latest Daredevil, what was it the third episode, the fourth episode? Oh my God, that the fight in the stairwell. Minute? Yes. I just Jesus found that as an exact copy as the Russian hallway scene, though, and I was very upset with I it. Thought, to be honest. I thought, I thought the same thing. As soon as I saw it and I saw them doing it, I was like, "This is their version of that from season one." But the fact that they took it up another level, and they it was it up more like literally well, like <laughs> actually up and down levels. Um, but like it, it's almost like a signature now, and yeah. I think that that it's okay because the it's no not like cutaway cutaway scene. Yeah, right, exactly. No cutaway, cutaway. But you want to know what honestly in my favorite thing about the Daredevil fight scenes is that the hero gets. Hurt. Oh, he gets his ass beat on a regular yeah. basis. No. Yeah. yeah there was the, that's, the one that's a Catholic. That's yeah. what he keeps yeah. on bringing up in the show. Yeah. He's like, oh, I get the beat, and he gets the punishment. He puts yeah. it on himself. Yeah. Yeah. And but it was the you know the one episode in in the first season where you know he can't go to his day job for a couple of days because he's so beat up. Yeah. It's like, wow. You know, I gotta they, give a quick shout out to a to a. I gotta give a, a quick shout out to a non superhero. Uh, in Daredevil season two, and that's Foggy. Foggy is oh a goodness, badass yes. in season oh, yeah. two. Where he, he stands up to Matt. Yep. You know? where, yeah, where he goes but head like to head against the DA. Oh, well, dude, he. Well, here's the thing, you know, DAs oh, don't yeah. actually have jurisdiction when it comes to witness protection programs. That oh, yeah. would be this yeah. person. No, he lawyer. He lawyered the shit out of her, and it was oh, yeah. awesome. Oh, like yeah. he he is he is so the man now. So wait, wait, well, what episode are you on right now? I am. Try plug your ears for a second. Um, I am at the point where the blood coffin. You just saw the ninja say, he was like, you're dead. And then he's like, oh, no, that's not the fact of me. And how about you? Uh, I have watched through five episodes. So you've seen where, so Electra's already shown up. Yes. I'm not going to give spoilers or nothing like that. But you remember when they first introduced Kingpin? Yes. They show him do that finger, like the the twitchy finger. He's clearly got mental issues or something. Yeah. Look for it near the end. Really? Season two with yeah. Frank Castle. No shit. Yes. He. It, 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 they 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 make a very, but it's a different finger, and I don't I don't yeah. know I haven't done enough Google research whatever it is, but like I'm like ooh what is that? Well, and I gotta ask Troy too. Um, they bring something up, Troy, and and tell me if this was in the comics or not. But at one point they talk about basically something happened to Frank Castle. Okay. Like the the whole well, a like lot murder. of shit happened to Frank Castle. Him watching his family get murdered, he also took a shot to the dome. 
and a doctor essentially explains why he is the way he is. Has that ever been done before? I, I, not that I, not that I can recall. I'm wondering, you know, is it in one of the later Grant, uh, Garth Ennis stories? Or? It's not in Punisher Born. I'll tell you that much. I read through that whole series. They do a, oh. uh, they do a lot of nods to the Garth Ennis Born. In fact, um, I don't know where you guys are and stuff, but they bring a person from the military um, onto the stand. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he describes the incident in Punisher Born. And there's another person that's from another series. He's a, he's a general. He's, a he's general. Uh, in that show. What's his name? What's the general's name in uh, the Flash series? Eiling? General Eiling? Eiling. Yes. Eiling. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that he's guy. He's General Eiling in that one, and then he's Colonel whatever in uh, the Punisher. Like, Eiling is all over the DC universe, and fuck that guy. Yeah, well, he's a bit of a jackass. Uh, for fans of the comics, you'll remember General Eiling originally from Captain Adam, and then later uh, one of the other uh, Task Force X type stories. Yeah. And then he eventually becomes, he takes over the body of the Shaggy Man. He also um, did show up in some Suicide Squad stuff. Yes. Um, he was everywhere he and nowhere. He heads with Amanda Waller a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be a spoiler. Okay, so that guy who deals guns all the time with Daredevil, uh, or not, he doesn't deal with Daredevil, but the guy who like deals guns at the dock side and stuff like that, I think he told me it might be Stealth Man. Oh. Yeah, is that yeah. him? Yeah. Is okay. that him? Uh, well, Wilbur Day, who is the Stilt Man, should not be a weapons dealer, but he did design the costume. He did design the armor. Okay, because I, I think the character I, I'm, I'm thinking of, at one point near the end of the Daredevil run, like he gets his like leg cut because he's got like an ankle bracelet on, and like I'm not spoiling anything. That it, it's not really intricate to the Daredevil line, but at one point they're gonna like it looks like they're gonna cut his leg off, and I'm like, oh my god, it's introduction to Stiltman, and then they stop, and I'm like, no, I'm like that's the guy. They're gonna tease him for like next five seasons before they're like, okay, we'll give you Stiltman. I'm telling you, you it's know, gonna happen. I, I tell you what, Stiltman, great classic Daredevil villain. But I would be the first person to admit the stilt man as a concept is rather silly. You know, I, I it just kind of makes me think of the uh, text between superheroes image that I shared on the Comics Online Facebook page the other day. Of Such a fun page. Yeah. Zombie Ben is always sharing stuff. Yeah, and it's the one where um, Spider-Man and Daredevil are talking, and Daredevil's talking about fighting Mysterio. He's like, yeah, does, does he have a fishbowl on his head? Yeah. You know, I know he's I'm like, blind, but he's, he's like, like... There's this guy that kept trying to like perform tricks, and I just beat his ass. He's like, oh, because you're blind, you didn't see me. He's like, oh, yeah, does he wear a fishbowl on his head? Yeah, he's weird. You can have him. Dude, the best one, though, I got on the, of memes was the one you shared uh, between Deadpool and the Punisher, where the Punisher's like, I've killed all my villains. Can I borrow some of yours? He's like, no, but you know what you can do? You can put an ad in Craigslist, and it was... Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, absolutely... Uh, so, uh, if anyone is reading the Astonishing Ant-Man series, uh, something that's been introduced in that series is the uh, the 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 Hench app. Uh, there, there's Marvel, Marvel, a villain Stop trying to make humans and Ant-Man a thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ant-Man is very good. Uh, Ant-Man is quite good. You need to read it. You need to read it. It's a little heartfelt at times. You know, you as someone whose life goal has been to be a supervillain. If there was an app I could download to just hire minions, oh my god, my life. Or to gold. get hired, 
to to be the villain that somebody else hires. But we we've God, seen that three would be movies fan. though. So it's it's LinkedIn for villains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but we have now seen three movies where although they mean well, they're trying to help the bad guy out. They're really just super good natured and screw everything up. Yeah. Do you really want to hire minions? I mean, my kid loves me. I need people. Like, I need people little to die for me. all the time. Yeah, you know what? What? What if you were a villain and you got hired by the Red Skull? Do you want to work for the Red Skull? Do you know what the mortality rate on Red Skull henchmen See, as is? As the aspiring super villain, that's not my concern. Listen, zombie. I will we just have hire more people. You to do. Yeah, yeah. In you a know very what's very dangerous aspect. We need you to find. Captain oh America. no, no, not even. It's not even that subtle. Like the Red Skull walks in one day, and then you get a fistful of dust of death in the face. That's true. And the Red Skull's yeah. like, I woke up on the wrong side of bed today. <laughs> yeah. They're you know? going to evaporate you with a tesseract. Right yeah. Now. In my opinion, Ant Man movie. Sorry, I go back to Ant Man minions and stuff like that. Ant-Man's the minion. Eric Payne is the true hero in that show. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hank Pym. Oh, my no, God. No, 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 no. Anthony. Anthony was the hero. Yes. Oh, he's uh, nice. Yeah, I know, but still. He's he guys, was the hero it. we deserved, <laughs> not the hero we needed. <laughs> I got I got Ant-Man for Christmas. I haven't watched it yet. So. Well, you need to watch that. Do you remember that I, I got it the so night it came out on Blu-ray? I do, yeah. <laughs> Which and then I'll find way, him, and then he'll be destroyed, yes. and then I will yeah. be sad and big crocodile tears streaming down my face. For Anthony! <laughs> yeah, okay. This has been a super deluxe, extra long uh, Comics Online podcast Hour and tonight. 20 minutes. Yeah, man. Yep. We are actually, that's not really that long. That's normally what we do. No, we, no, we normally hit about 45, 50, but you know, we've been on a roll tonight. It's tonight yeah, it has been true. an hour and 20 minutes or an hour and 15 longer than Kevin's average fun time. Ah, uh, <laughs> cha cha He's not here. We can make jokes about his Yeah, we, Kevin's not here to defend himself, so <laughs> we're going gonna to take shots on. at him. If this is your first time listening to the Comics Online podcast, you're we're, we're not sorry. sorry. <laughs> Oh wait, wait. Was that we are sorry? Or we're not. Hey, hey, I'm not. I was just. Yeah, I, I, I was chiming. Sorry, in. I said you're welcome. So. Oh. <laughs> Donkey Punch. <laughs> oh. Donkey Kong. When you guys were saying DK3, that's what I thought. I was like Donkey Kong three. I I didn't know what you're talking about. So. So uh, so Mike. Yeah. Uh, completely different topic. It okay. just jumped into my head because I said Donkey Kong. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we Thought might be going for an hour, two hours, forty-five yeah, minutes. Just, just We got just, batteries. Let's do it. Just really quick. Uh, oh, three hours. You need to get the DVD of Godzilla versus Destroyer and watch that. Now, eventually, you'll want to watch it with your little one. Okay. But before you do, watch it yourself, because when Godzilla melts down, yeah. Uh, when I watch that with it's Will, it's secretly a trap, and it's actually Godzilla 1999. Oh, with Matthew Man, Broderick. No. And once you put no. it in your DVD player, you can't take it out until you watch the whole movie. It fuses itself with us. It, it is not, I promise. But All the of a first sudden, Hank Azaria shows up for no reason. The first time I watched that with my son, Will, he cried when Godzilla died. <laughs> and I had to do some fast parenting I, to make it okay. It's okay. He's not going to be dead for long. He's a nuclear radioactive monster. He will come back. Does he literally melt? Yes. That's no way for a legend to go out. Oh my it God. isn't. That's why it's he came like back. Throughout the entire movie, his atomic heart has been overheating, and they're talking about him having a meltdown, oh, setting the atmosphere on Aww. fire. So all 
Those Asian people aren't running from the giant lizard. They're running from tumors. Uh, they they have nowhere to run to. <laughs> it's a rather in in geographically speaking, it's not a huge island. <laughs> well, but if Godzilla had melted down, then they were predicting one of two things: either a China syndrome, or he was going to set the atmosphere on fire. There's nowhere to go. Kaboom. Is that why Asian people walk around with face masks all the time these days? Uh, no, that's SARS. Specifically in China. Yeah. Hashtag because Godzilla. Yes. <laughs> That's because of the Asian bird flu in SARS. And the horrible wait, wait, way wait. They Asian the bird flu? So that's Rodan. No. <laughs> I went to Philadelphia one time and they have a Rodan exhibit, and I got very excited thinking that it was the Godzilla villain, but no, it was the. I went to Philadelphia and, and got me. accused of jaywalking and hitting the head with a billy club by a cop. You were Ow. jaywalking. All right. Well, Brown on that note, yes. And 25 minutes in for. Kevin Goswan, who has now uh, abated the the table here. Kevin has things and stuff and to stuff. do. Yeah. He was abducted by aliens. We're mounting a rescue now. We have things rescue. to do. So that being said, <laughs> I thought we were waiting for him to, you know, them to give him back, and then we can see what. Never mind. What no. we could trade him for? We can't rescue him too fast. It might interrupt their probing. He never, you, never, you ever, ever interrupts somebody while they're probing. You realize none of this audio is usable, right? Oh, no, it's all usable because <laughs> Comics Online's podcast is, as Kevin has stated, a hard R. So Yeah. Yes. And you guys didn't get a chance to, to, to talk to her at all, but Bree Sharp, when I interviewed her, and I said, um, she was like, are we allowed to curse? I was like, yeah, you can curse. We, we, we described this as a hard R. She said in the sultriest voice ever, she goes, I like hard R's, and I, that's the best kind. And I was like, oh. Uh. I just had this moment where I was like, um, you can hear Folk it. Folk singer. You can hear it on my podcast. Folk singer. But, like, I, I didn't know what to say for a second. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so Brie, if you're listening, we would love right. to have you back on the show. On behalf of Flashback Comics, all of our friends here at the Bungalow Ale House in Woodbridge, Virginia, we are going to say goodnight. Giant more. boobs. I swag. am Zombie swag. Ben. Swag. I am your co-host. Giant Mike. boobs. Swag. Swag. Troy David Phillips. And on behalf swag. of Megan swag. and Kevin, who have... Since vacated from swag, a thousand times, swag, a thousand times, swag, a thousand times, swag, 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 even giant or boobs, swag, a thousand times, swag, a thousand times, swag, 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 swag. I don't know. So many people. Hey, Kate, wherever you are in the central time zone, if you can hear us, giant boobs, swag, a thousand times over. But well, all of us, and for everything geek pop culture, because Kevin doesn't like the word and. I know. Uh, this is your pop Even giant or boobs. Swag a thousand times over. This is Comics Online. For the bitches. Language. Giant boobs. Disclaimer. Swag. The opinions expressed in this podcast may not Even represent those of Comics boobs. Online, Swag. any participants, or any employers past, present, or future. If you would have thought giant otherwise boobs. without hearing Swag. this disclaimer, maybe you're not ready for this whole internet thing. Much less uh, chocolate butt stuff, as we discussed. Or maybe you're instead one of our smart and sexy fans who appreciates foul language, burning our eyes out with bleach after watching Batman vs. Superman, fighting sarcasm, and everything geek pop culture. If you have comments or questions for the Comics Online podcasters, post on our Facebook page, tweet us on Twitter, or email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. Don't forget, please visit Troy David on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or in person at Flashback Comics. All material in this podcast, copyright Comics Online 2016. Swag. Swag a thousand times over.
From leaping tall builders to going off like gamma bombs. Switch your internet browser to commonsunline.com.